Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. the Believe in Badger football podcast on the Believe Podcast Network, presented by betonline.ag. Once again, I'm your host, Matt Perkins, joined, as always, by Badger legend, the Hebrew hammer himself, Matt Bernstein. Maddie, how are we feeling today? I, I feel great. A lot of nervous energy here with uh, Brian Bott, who was one of uh, probably the first people I met in July when I showed up on campus and has been a friend since 2001. Um, crazy. But I was thinking about having you on, um, and you own and you own uh, Sports Advantage. We'll we'll get into all that. But I I was thinking about like just my time going over and going. You know, it's nuts. In almost every like picture, it's the it's it's you that like I come to because we spent so much. If you think about it, and I don't think people understand this, is that like you're not around your coaches outside of the season it's almost right. it was illegal i think to for them yeah. to be a part of it. so but but this uh, the the strength and conditioning staff what there was no regulations i feel like you could be around them almost all the time every day it's also how the coaches got around a few things but you were always there in the mornings i lifted four days a week monday tuesday thursday friday if we had to do any type of running or uh the stadiums you were there if we had to do what the Friday, all the Friday stuff was all part of strength and conditioning coaches. So when I think about it, I was like, man, I didn't realize this, but I probably spent, you know, you're there every practice. You're there on the weekends. You're there on Sunday. I mean, even when I popped in on a Wednesday when we didn't have to be there to get a, a power rate or something, you were there and we would, you know, BS for the whole, for like 20 minutes. So I would say that you were probably someone that was most influential on me and a lot of other guys because you were there all the time. And the, you know, I respect you, you know, to to the heavens and back, but we had such a good, like back and forth all the time. Like it was just so fun to see you. And then your expectations, I think I always tried to meet or met. Um, But so it's just a pleasure to have you because I don't think anyone knows, like, you know, everything about me. And about anyone who's really played at the university. And if you think of like some of the best goody two shoes ever to play, Brian Bott knows something about them that is not the way that they come off. Uh, well, I, I mean, Burn, I think, I, first off, I really appreciate it. You know, I, you know, the respect I have for you and, and so many guys that have gone through the, the Wisconsin program. I mean, it is a blue collar program. Uh, expectations are always very high. But yes, I mean, when you talk, start talking about strength and conditioning and the strength staff, there's, you know, for if you're fortunate enough to go to a bowl game, there's maybe two weeks that you have off because then summer training starts, you know, right around, right around now, right, right around Martin Luther King Day when everybody comes back to school. So you have about two and a half weeks off and then you're with, you're with the, the players. And so I think to your point, you know, relationships are really fostered in the weight room because there's a lot of times that trust is built between athletes and strength coaches because you're around them so much 
that we know a little bit more about the players than the coaches do because you know we'll see you at, on Friday morning where maybe you're at a at a concert or something like that Thursday night or you know maybe you get a phone call at 4:30 in the morning from two guys that are at McDonald's they want to get their lift in you know during finals week because they've been out all night <laughs> you know I don't who know are those who those two <laughs> who are those two guys <laughs> yeah <laughs> so that was me and Donovan Rayola yes and the so, best lift I've ever had. I mean, well, yeah. I mean, you were very fluid. You were very loose. I mean, your range of motion was exceptional. Um, but I think, you know, you, those relationships are really built, you know, in the weight room, and especially at Wisconsin, because it's such a developmental style program. Very few guys walk, you know, you don't have a lot of Braylon Allens that walk in the door at that age that can play at that level. You know, you have one or two maybe a year, but, you know, you usually need a year or two of growth in the weight room. And so our job was always to, make sure guys were hardened to the, to the way we practice. Cause you know, across the board, you know, coach Alvarez, coach B skip a couple years, coach Chris, you know, practices are very hard and they're very competitive. And so guys need to be hardened to that because they're not used to that in high school. And so those relationships, like you said, were always built, you know, through the weight room. And yeah, I mean, there's not a lot of time off and we're always there because, you know, nutrition usually falls on the strength staff. Um, you know, working with the athletic trainers for rehab, you know, um, working on extra strengths, things like that falls on the weight room position work when the coaches can't be around falls on the weight room. So, you know, a lot of credit should go to, to the people that work in those weight rooms. And it's gotten more and more and more since I've left. I mean, it's really incredible what some of these guys can do. Bet online would like to wish you a happy betting new year as we continue our march to the playoffs and beyond. BetOnline remains the number one spot for all the best sports wagering action in 2022. A new year and a new updated desktop and mobile website. So head on over today to betonline.ag to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use the promo code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, to get started. From football, basketball, hockey, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for 2022. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports. Bet online, where the game starts. Oh, and 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 I think you and you know, Herbs and JD, I mean, did it. You guys were staples, and I mean, everything about. I have like I we don't have enough time to talk about how much I want to talk about, but <laughs> you know, like before I got to Wisconsin. You guys sent me a video of how to lift. Yes. And I, my coach was crazy about the weight room. So I knew how to do all these lifts. They were just named something different. Like hand clean was power clean, right? So it's just a, the terminology was different, but we did it. What's funny is I came in, you talk about Braylon Allen, but Scott Starks looked like him, just a smaller version. He was jacked. Right. That, that dude never lifted. 30 pounds. <laughs> but, but, but yoked, you know, yes. and, and. Right. You have him, you had, you had Antosh, who was one of the best athletes, never lifted a weight. And right. I just remember Bot was the guy who took all the freshmen incoming down on the last um, platform yep. and just stood there and had to like be so calm and collective, even though you're kind of not that guy, to teach these young dudes who could, who, who some of them are going to be in, um, in the, in the, what's it called? The, some of them are already in the Hall of Fame at Wisconsin how to actually right. lift. Like people don't get that. Like these dudes couldn't lift because they've never done it or they didn't know the movements. And you yeah, sat there I'm, and taught each and every one of them. 
Yeah, it, it, it's one of the hardest things, I think, that a strength coach has to do because, you know, depending on the recruiting class that you get, you get anywhere from like, what, what, like 18 to like 30 new guys every year. And every single guy comes from a different background, whether whether it's, you know, from, a, you know, from Florida or from Ohio or from Minnesota or from Wisconsin or from New Jersey or from New York or California. Everybody comes from a different philosophy and style program. And a lot of times, like those guys like Antaj, for, for me, those are the easiest guys to work with because they have no bad habits or what we would consider a bad habit. You know, um, some guys come from programs that are you know, a little less than, than suspect, you know, in the weight room from a technique standpoint, you pretty much got to break their bad habits and then start them all over again. And so that was always the hardest part uh, for me was because that was one of my main jobs in the summer was to take the freshmen, break them off into groups. So we didn't have too many of them together, um, scare them. You know what I mean? So they were, you know, so they were scared to make sure they were always on time. Um, and then make sure that, that technically they were ready to go. And it was about a month long process. I would say like in June was really when we focused on that. And then once you got to July, we had to really start ramping them up. They had to know what to do. They had to know, you know, terminology, they had to know all the different things. So when they really got thrown into the mix, when we started doing more of our position stuff or more of our prep for camp stuff, they were ready to go just like they were, have been there for three or four years. So yeah, the three to four weeks is like a fast track on, on what you're trying to do. Um, but it was a lot of fun because that was where I really developed relationships with guys like you burn guys like Anthony Davis, um, you know, guys like Erasmus, James, Taj, and I can go, list goes on and on and on. Joe Thomas, you know, all the guys that, that still actually work out at my gym now. Um, you know, those, those are really fun times because you kind of look at a guy and you're like, really? Like, you can play football? You can't even pick the bar up off the ground, you know, without like, like looking, you know, like a tarantula or something like that. And so those, those are some really fun times. And it was, you know, really, it did. It, it made me a better strength coach because I had to reteach everything every single year and so it was really beneficial for me as a coach to do that did my man bernie here have any of those bad habits um no bernie was bernie was a, a very he was a quality lifter you know what i mean he is he was what we would call more of a power athlete so he would you know he could handle major movements he could handle a lot of weight um and things like that when we start putting them in situations where we had to do two or three exercises back to back, that's where he got a little tired now because, you know, he, you know, he's got a lot of white fiber is what we would say, fast twitch muscle fiber. You know what I mean? So, you know, you put him in a squat rack to do six doubles, man, that he'd live in there. You know, you start making him lunge walk or, or do some other stuff like that with the plate over his head. Yeah, Very upset he, about that stuff. Yeah. All the stations we used to do, I oh. hate it. Um, once again, but Bob, I was a 270. The cool thing is that all the different things we did, like certain guys were really good at certain things. Certain guys struggled with certain things. And it was, we, and that was the best part about being a strength coach. You can find something that everybody's going to struggle with, but you have to throw them into that mix because if everything they do, they can handle, you know, when Saturday comes around, it's the fourth quarter and they've never faced adversity in the off season. They don't know what to do, you know, when there's 80,000 people in the stands. And, you know, so 
in a back-ended way, we're preparing you for that. It's just, you don't, you don't understand that until you're done. Um, and so we always tried to find things that, that guys would struggle with. Um, and it was hard. Like a guy, like you brought up, like a guy like Scott Starks or even like a guy like Chris Chambers. I know you guys have had on, and those guys were good at almost everything. So you had to find, you know, ways to challenge those guys because when, when Saturdays rolled around, um, you wanted them to have some adversity that they face that is not just football related. It's right, bad. So you, you, so like you've been to the weight room, the old one mm-hmm. where yeah. you have like 10 platforms yep. and you have like, tw- you probably have 10 racks for the, yep. for the, um, for squatting and everything. Yep. So, but you brought up, you had Logan Bruss on, I listened to that and he basically yeah. touched on it too. He's like, you start at, you start in the bottom. Like when I showed up, I was like, dude, I am nobody here. I don't know anything about this place. I was like, man, I'm just happy to be here. Like I was thrilled. And I remember the first day we went in, it was a freaking Tuesday because obviously it would be oh. stadiums for the first day I got there, but we were doing movements and, and you were trying to teach us. And I remember doing like hand clean and you're like, I just like whipped it up. And you're like, dude, what are you do? I'm like, yeah, I've done this before. And you're like, all right. And you had to move down the, for us, it was move up, I guess the, the platforms, yep. same thing on the squat, but you're starting with dudes who are probably the best to ever do it. Who started at that, like everyone starts at the opposite end. Yep. And you know, the goal was to always be with the monsters, which I think was like me, Jake Sprague, Benning, Donovan, like some others. Yep. The, my favorite was always looking to the right and seeing like the guys who wanted to be in our group but just couldn't be there. Well, and I think to Bernie, one of the, one of the cool things is like, after you were done, when it was Herbs and I, you know, in those last three years, I was there, those three Rose Bowl years. I mean, that was a big deal to be in the alpha. We called it the alpha rack, you know, and even guys, you know, um, and, and so when I had the old line in 2010, 11 and 12, you know, you had guys like Travis Frederick squatting 700 pounds. You had, John Moffat, you had Zach Mathias, you had Ryan Groy. I mean, every guy I list is like probably an NFL guy. And then to their left was Gabe Karimi. I mean, we did everything we could to get him to 500 pounds as a squatter, you know. And so you're talking about an Outland Trophy. He couldn't even, like, they wouldn't even, they'd be like, get over there. We don't want you over here. I mean, you don't belong over here. We got to add weight, take weight off for you and stuff like that. Now, Gabe was so skilled as a, as, you know, and as a lineman, but that was, I mean, that was a big deal. If you were in that first rack, you know what I mean? And I think JD really, you know, that was a big thing when, when, you know, oh, he yeah. had a little stool there where he could sit and he could talk to you guys. And he had all the, the, the strong guys and me and, you know, Terry and Pauly and Scott and Jim. And we, we were down there at the end. I got like guys that are squatting like 95 pounds, you know, and shaking and everything. And you're just like, man, I just want to watch some guys lift some big weight one of these days. Because it was a ways down. You're just kind of like. It was a ways down. It was, I, I think it was the guys who were like, we warm up with 315 on squad. Like you don't even put, if we don't, if you can't have six on the rack or three on each side, like you guys don't even come down here. But I I love being there. You would kind of like mock those guys. You come down and like take 45s off their rack, but we're out of plates. So we got to take, you know, these guys, you know, stuff like that. So yeah. (laughs) I'm just sitting here like, yeah, you know, that's cool. You know, I, it, it's amazing because you're right. JD sat there. The the other side of it is, though, JD's sitting there watching right. you do every single rep. Like if JD left to go into his office or for five seconds, whoever was on the rack was probably the happiest dude. You're like, just rip it up. as I like, get through three reps. Well, and, the, and like the, the hardest thing, like that I had, one of the hardest things I had to do was spot guys on test day, you know, because we didn't do – 
like that that was a little different than, than what we did the you know when herbs took over is we did like one rep max like jd did the like the the rep max and like for any badger fans out there they want to see a good video you you could youtube the the chris presley video not give you buck yeah that 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 bald guy behind him spotting him was me. That may have been the most nervous I've ever been. He was going for like uh Gibby's all-time squat record. He had to get like eight or nine. And I'm like behind him, and he's got like 600 and some pounds on the bar. And as and I think it was later in the day, Bernie. So I was probably like on my fourth or fifth spark. So I was like shaking and I was like packed up and you know, um, loaded up on caffeine and everything else. And, and man, that that was like like 15 seconds of like, oh boy, God, I, I got, I, I'm the one behind him. And you know, JD's off to the side. He's just kind of like, because <laughs> he always he had to make sure you got to 90. Depth, you know what I mean? Is I'm like, I'm sitting there with a, you know, 260 pound fullback plus another 600. I've got like 900 pounds I'm responsible for here. I'm like, come on, man, can we get herbs to do this fun? But by, I mean, so. Presley, oh, sorry, Matty, go for it. Presley is I. I was on the track team, and, uh, oh, sure. and and so Presley comes in my freshman year. Presley's also a freshman. I've been working out all fall, feeling pretty good about myself. And Presley comes in and does one lift with us with with, with the track team. I've been lifting like I'm at like my max ever. I'm feeling pretty good about myself. And Presley comes in and basically was warming up with what my max was at that point, and I was cut the next day. Oh, I'm sorry. Well, it's okay. okay. It's okay. I, it was it was totally warranted, but it was just like I remember seeing that dude and being like, "How is he also like a human being? Like, how is he also like the same like species that I am?" Also, one of the smartest guys I've yeah. ever met. He's better than me at everything. It was well, really yeah, frustrating. Burned, like one of the nicest guys, and one of the nicest. Yeah, you know what I mean. Unless, well, you, yeah. Unless you pissed, if if you yeah. made him mad, you better get out of his way. Yeah, I never yeah. made him mad. I love Chris. Like, he was one of the there were a few guys that I was a little nervous about being around and he was one of them. Especially <laughs> when they told me like he, he used to be like a golden gloves like boxer or whatever, I think. Yeah, I, I don't have time for that. I'm good. <laughs> hey, go fight with JD. Yeah, you're late. Go talk spot. to John. I don't know. Yeah, I'm not responsible for this. <laughs> if you're late, I don't yeah. think a lot of people were a lot of people were not late though. No. Not yeah, a lot. You didn't want to be late. No. Uh, so, wait, so like, I can say this now because, like, like I'm not a so like, man, it's really soft now. Like, you, you, you late, like, back in the day, man, it was bad news, you know? <laughs> I just remember if you, you had to throw up to be unlate, basically. Like you, you, like, you had to get on the Stairmaster until JD broke you, and then you threw up on the Stairmaster, and then you were able to get off. But I remember yeah, people on it for like two hours. There were, there, yeah, there were a couple guys that it just never sunk in with. You know, right. You know what I mean? That they just never got it. You know, and it, that was that was hard because like, you know, you, you wanted some discipline and things like that. And it was never a malicious thing. You just you're trying to discipline because it's important, because if if, um, you know, your teammates are going to count on you on Saturday, it, it goes back to what I said at the beginning. You're trying to teach them, you know, adversity like, yeah, getting up at six in the morning and you wake up and, you know, you have a scooter and it's snowing. Well, you still have to find a way. You know what I mean? Like on Saturday, you know, you have to find a way to get it done. And and those are the things that I don't think the general public really understands. You know what I mean? They just view it as like, oh, they're being mean or no. Like the, the, the ultimate goal is still to win football games on Saturday. And 
all the things that go into game planning and things like that, mental toughness, discipline, things like that. That's why certain teams are always successful because they have discipline, they have mental toughness, you know, they, they don't slide, things like that. And so, um, yeah, that, that was a really hard thing for some kids to understand. Wait, wait but you, you brought up when it's snowing. I remember on my scooter, it's like 545 in the morning. It's in the off season too. So like it, it never, the expectation was never like in the off season, you could still be late. So I remember like it's 545 and I think the lift was at 615. I'm, pu- I'm making a left right by the subway on Randall off of university. Sure. There's like a foot and a half of snow. I bite it. I fall down. There's no one else there. It's like, and then I think Joe Thomas drives by and he goes, Hey Bernie, I'm just laying there. I'm like, I, you know, today's I'm broken. I can't do it today. Yeah. And, um, and Joe Thomas drives by and he's like, Hey Bernie, you're right down there. I'm like, Joe, give me two minutes, man. I just got to lay here. And I just laid in the street for two minutes. Got my scooter, got up, was in on time. So like, when people don't understand, and what's so hard is you almost have two jobs. Like your, your strength and conditioning was like one huge job all year round. And then football was in and out. Like it really, you weren't doing football all year, but you were definitely working out. You said we had two weeks off. I don't know if we, like you would give us cards when we were leaving. Right. Like we had like our, our exit interview kind of. It was like, okay. Yeah. Don't do, don't do anything stupid for the yeah. next two weeks. Here's a card, do squats, do hand cleans, you know, run around a little bit, come back, right. be ready to get to work. So there really was no off period. Like we never really had a time being off, but I want to, what I want to really paint this picture of, let's say the lift was at six o'clock in the morning, which there were many lifts at six o'clock in the morning. I loved going at six o'clock. I just wanted yeah. to get it over with. And also in the summer I worked. So I, ha- so I, the six o'clock to me was the jam. Yeah. Dudes would show up, but maybe you can paint this better for me or, or tell me why it, I, I need to understand it. But if you weren't standing in the weight room at 540 in the morning, there was something wrong with that. And JD would be pissed at you if you yeah. showed up at 545. So, yeah. So we had a thing called Lombardi time. And I think a lot of <laughs> programs, you know, it's, it's a 15 minute early requirement. It's funny, Bern, because I texted you and said, is there a 15 minute early requirement for the <laughs> for this podcast today? And, but you know, we had that set. And so one of the things that I actually kind of, and, and you guys probably have figured this out with the freshmen is every year I would tell them they needed to be a half hour early because if the freshmen were late, okay, I had to get on you guys, but then that would get on me. It was my yeah. fault that you idiots were late. And I'm just like, come on, man. Like, I, I'm not like, like, you know what I mean? Like, good Lord. And so that put the fear in me. So like if we had a six o'clock lift, I'd be there at like four 30, you know, <laughs> it took me like 15, 20 minutes to get the lift set up. So then for a half hour, I'm just sitting there like, please don't anybody be late. Please don't anybody be late. Please don't, you know, but yeah. So like it was one of those things where guys, you know, and then you'd have guys that would take it to the extreme. You'd have guys come walk in at like five 15 and you're like, bro, what are you doing here so early? You know, but I, I think, that was one of the things that we really established as, you know, from a discipline standpoint is to be early, be on time. And it's, it's something in life that you, you should, you should practice is that, you know, you see it in the society that we live in right now, more so than anything. Kids wait to the last minute to go anywhere. You know I mean, they want to get, you know, school starts at eight fifteen. Okay. I have a, you know, normally a, a nine minute ride to school. Well, they won't leave till like eight Oh five. And then they don't even comprehend the fact that there could be traffic or there could be snow or there could be ice. And so, again, 
it comes back to a life lesson that, you know, always try and be early and be on time, you know, not, not to be scared to be on time, but you know, that was, you know, that was from a discipline standpoint, that was something that was really big in the program. What did JD used to say when at five forty-five, like when everyone's standing there, what do you say? Get it going, or like we had a warm up, which was also like fifteen minutes. So I guess like Wait, the, get your neck done. Yeah, get your neck done. If you weren't, so here's the thing: it also it became like a systemic problem because if, if you weren't the first person on the neck machine, you weren't the first person doing all the workouts. Same with on Tuesday. So on Monday you do hand clean. If you weren't finished with that and you didn't do your dips with with you at the end in, in the competition, you couldn't take a break before yeah. we went up and ran in the McLean. So you had like a if you finished the first one being done would have like a 20 minute break. It's yeah. only 20 minutes, but you could sit in the McLean and honestly just chill. Yeah. If you were the last person, this is the worst. Sometimes this happens. You get off the dips and you basically are getting yelled at to run up the, the ramp to get to the McLean to jump into the, the freaking dynamic lap. That was yeah. like a 20 minute torture jog around the field. <laughs> So you're like your brain never shut off. Your body kept working. And so like you always wanted to be, but my favorite was on Tuesdays, you always wanted to be in the first group of the lunges. Yes. Cause if you were in that, you could take off and do the back exercise were easy. You just blast through them. Yeah. Um, okay. So let's talk about, but I just want to talk about like, I want to, I want to hear about some players that you're like, wow, these are the funnest dudes, but can you explain like the, it's just so grandiose. Like you would give us a card that had every day on it, every sure. lift that we were doing every weight. And then yep. at the last rep, the last set, I'm sorry, you would have to check it and watch everyone do it. Can you just go over like the science of how that was built? Yeah. And so like, while I was there for the 13 years I was there, there's a lot of different ways that we did it. But when you were there, Burn, we had that card system where, you know, all four days were on there. All the weights were programmed in there. You know, we had an M round to get them rounded to five, you know, or zero. And, you know, it, as you looked at the workout all the way down, you'd have, you know, like for day, you know, I'll go over like Monday, you have hang clean, bench press, dumbbell incline, dumbbell military, um, dips, right? And so across next to it was a little column that had each exercise, you know, what your estimated one rep max was based on each exercise. And then there's a percentage based on the amount of reps you're doing. So like, I believe if we did fives, it was like 85% of that number that we had set as an estimate max. So um, the type of programming that, 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 that used was linear periodization. So you start um, higher, higher reps, higher volume and work your way down to a heavier set, you know, in the like six or seven weeks. That's a lot different than, than what we did at the end and what I do at Sports Advantage, um, where we use a conjugate method, which is a completely different method of, of strength training. But with the card, each kid, so there was no guesswork with your card. You knew what you had to do. Um, and then you also you know, knew that however or how well you did on your last set would dictate what you had to do next week. You know, so every now and then we catch some guys with some kind of fake fatigue. You know what I mean? Is they're like, you know, they're doing a set of three and it's like one, two, eh, you kind of like, come on, bro. Like you ain't fooling me here, you know, because you're like, man, next week we got two, so it's going to be way heavier. Um, but yeah, so that was a system. So every week on Friday, I would go through, edit the cards and each guy would have their own uh, thing. Like the last three years I was there, um, I would individually do every single guy that I was responsible for. 
Um, so it had a little bit different exercises. That's when we got a little bit more specific when we broke out position groups. You know, Herbs had certain guys. I had certain guys, uh, which allowed us to be a little bit, you know, a lot more specific with, you know, the exercises they needed to do, uh, things like that. A couple guys couldn't squat. So we had, a, you know, I had to find alternatives for that. But then instead of just being like, hey, go do the leg press or hey, go do this, we actually would pro, I would actually program those in. So it got a lot more specific. You know, and it, it evolved just like, you know, strength training has in the, you know, 20 some years I've been doing it, it's really evolved a lot. Oh my God. It, what, 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 what you're not saying is at the end, when you're saying somebody had to watch every single last reps set yeah. you did. So if you had five exercises, somebody was watching one of every five of those at the end and giving you my favorite is like, you get a plus 20 and you're like, you just sit there and you're like, <laughs> We just did 10 reps. Like I, it's like 10 reps of 405 squat or just throwing out a number. And you're like plus 35. And you're like, what? Plus 35. Well, you're like, JD, come on, man. I can't do that. The funny thing, Burn, is that like when you look at it, like, like, like let's use your example, like 405 for a set of 10. Well, the thing that you guys didn't realize, okay, so if I give you a plus 20, your assumption is like, okay, next week I'm going to do 425. Well, if we're, we go from 10s to 8s and the percentage also bumps, now I remember some guys coming. Wait a minute, I got plus twenty last week. Why do I got forty more pounds on my card? Well, there's also the percentage bump that you get as well. And so that was hard for me to learn at the beginning because um, with the percentage bumps that you got, it, it would sometimes jack guys a little higher than they should have been. So I had to like reposition everybody and things like that. But yeah, that was always that was always fun, you know. And 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 like you said, at first, like people always gave you know the new guy always got the card. So like because I I didn't want to like put a guy in a scenario where the weight was too heavy the next week. So I would have conservative bumps my first year. And then I would look at mine and then look at John's and it was like, okay, he's giving guys like plus twenties. And I remember the guy set and it, my guys looked way better. And I gave him like a plus five, you know? And so it, and, and you, you know, guys like bird would be like, who's the new guy here? Watch my card. And then JD would walk over and grab the card. Now I got this. Go watch the lat pulls that we didn't even edit. It was just like, go, go guys pull whatever, you know, I don't even think guys even watch what guys are pulling on that. Some of the, some of the younger staff would watch and it was yeah. like plus 15 plus twenties. Cause that stuff was never that hard. Like people doing back exercise. That wasn't hard. I, I, I remember like, Hey, hey Paulie, come look at this real quick. I got this hand queen coming up. JD went in the office. Look at this. And JD would come up and grab. He's like, where's your card? But yeah, you, what's that. funny is you learn to never mess with JD and you yeah. and like her. It's like, I'd be like, yo, JD last set, let's do it. Like yeah. he'd be like, all right, burn. So I guess what people don't understand is like the mentality of going into the lifts was like going into like a mini game because yeah. JD was the scariest guy you never wanted to be late he whooped your butts and but honestly like if you did what you had to do and what logan bruss said you just worked your butt off you tried your hardest you gave it all you got and you were just you he would respect you and that is when the lifting became a little bit more relaxed not so much the first year for me or the first year probably for anybody but after that you know when you prove yourself to jd and to you and to herbs you kind of take a breath of fresh air. I still was never late. I just, that one time I called you at four 30 in the morning to lift after a night of being up all day. That was the only bad thing I've ever done. Every I've never, I never called. I didn't even want. So we used to have a, a phone number that you could call and it would connect into the weight room and JD would pick it up. 
And I was like, man, I will never be that person. Like that scares me because JD could say no. 56, 13. Yeah. (laughs) So I have a, so Greg Root, Greg Root, who's one of my favorite people, he was graduated a couple of years ago or maybe like 10 years ago. I think he called and spoke to JD. He's like, Hey JD, I'm not going to make the lift group today. JD's like, Greg, don't ever call this back. (laughs) Yes. That, that, yeah, it was like the year after he graduated, he just <laughs> randomly called. That was, that was so funny. Yeah, that was good. No, but I, I think it's, it's a genuine respect, right? And as a strength coach, and, and, you know, you have to, as a coach of anything, you have to learn your athletes. And that's that's a beautiful thing about what I do now. I have so many different kids coming from so many different backgrounds of learning them, learning how to motivate them, things like that. I remember, um, you know, we had three kids came in. Uh, it was Tyler Merritt, um, John Coon, or Coon was his last name. I can't remember his name. And then Ray Ball, okay, when they came in as freshmen. And our criteria, or the criteria that I had for our O-linemen is, is the goal was to squat 500 pounds. And so I would not let, and they were so far behind in their lower body, and they really worked their tails off. You know, they, they took it very seriously. I wouldn't let them wear issue gear in the weight room. Um, until they could squat 500 pounds. So I went and bought all three of them white t-shirts with their names on the back. And I told Peeler this too. Peeler, you know, Peeler loved this idea. And so, you know, the, the, when they, when I first maxed them out, you know, I wrote their starting max across their chest. And then each time they did better, I'd cross it out right on here, cross out. And so finally, when they hit 500 pounds, they, you know, would either, I think one, I think parents may still have the shirt or I don't know, but it was something that I was like, this is really important because it's it's a foundation for, for everything we do. Um, and so that was that was one of the things I did motivation-wise. It was a little different than what most people did. But I didn't want to like be demeaning to them, but I wanted to show them the value of you know that exercise and how important it is, you know, as a Wisconsin offensive lineman to be a part of that tradition, because the tradition is ridiculous. It's ridiculous. But what's yeah. some of your favorite like weight room stories oh well we couldn't yawn in the weight room that's oh well, <laughs> that, okay so wait let's go back that happened after so in my first year we didn't go we sucked by the way we didn't go to a bowl game yeah that pissed everybody off fans that was the, that was the worst you know like days after the game those were those were bad and i'll never forget that you know um Cause that was my second year and so I'm in the office Sunday morning. I'm like, Oh my God, what is this? Cause we still had to play Minnesota. And I'm like, Oh, this is going to be a horrible day. And that walks in, he goes, starting this day, he goes, we're going four days a week. You know, we're going to, and I'm like, he goes, get groups together. And I'm like, okay, how's this week's going to go? You know? And it was, you know, it was bad. Um, but, that, but, but during the season we lifted three days a week. Yes. And then, yes. and then, so, so this is, yes. we were up, we were doing another day. Because we yeah. weren't going to a bowl game, yeah. And, yeah. and but so my favorite story of JD, not 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 all of, all of them, but one of them is we're not going to a bowl game. We know this already. I think this is after the season, and it's it's finals. You know the two weeks of finals. Dudes would sit down and watch the guy on the platform. You can only one person could work out on the platform. So guys would sit on either the big, you know, the big, um, not the medicine balls, but what are the, like the, the boxes or the benches? Yeah. The boxes, the yeah. benches, or the big, the big round balls that you can do like abs oh, on the physio balls. Oh my God. That just brought back like all the physio ball stuff you used to make us do before we started working out or after. 
Oh my God, that was the worst. Don't drop, don't drop. You're like, you would hold the clock and it was like one minute and you, I, I just felt like you were laughing because it, it had to be like oh, a minute and 25 seconds. Absolutely. Oh yeah. Um, okay, oh, yeah. so let's go back. My mind almost exploded. Um, <laughs> wait, I don't even know what I was talking about because now I'm just my doing fa- ball, Some of my favorite stories. I'm doing ball rollouts now in my oh. mind and you're just oh. going one. Wait, so, so JD walks in. We're all sitting on these balls or the benches. We're watching somebody lift. JD stops like stone. And I could see it like he's building up to doing something like he's pissed. I look up and I'm like, oh man, he's going to go. He's just going to kill somebody. And he goes, everybody get the blank up. We don't get a bonus because you guys get up. We're going four days a week. No one can sit down in the weight room anymore. it, It was like, yeah. You know, just the little thing of sitting down bef- in between your reps was was just a nice little break. Like yeah. there wasn't much of that as as, you know, as um, important the workouts were. You really didn't get time to just kind of sit for a second and chill in your own head. No one's talking to you. Like right. we didn't really we weren't really BSing in the weight room. Like we were watching people lift, changing weights, lifting. So yeah. I remember that. And then I was like, oh, this sucks. And then I just remember not sitting down for basically the whole year. Like no one sat down the whole off season. I think up until we like won the next game, like no one had right. was brash enough to sit down. Uh, yeah. But the yawning thing is another completely asinine rule. You couldn't <laughs> yawn in the weight room. I think Herb still does that at Michigan. I think he, still he has should. It's because it's so it's so bonkers. So you as long as you're not in there, right? <laughs> as long as I'm not in. If so, I feel like it's funny because you'd yawn in the weight room and people would have to do 25 push-ups. push-ups. It doesn't seem like a lot, but it's really annoying to do. So dudes would run out and yawn. Dudes would run to the bathroom. People yeah. would try to hide. And no matter what, JD and you guys would just figure it out. But it also spilled out into like the into your life. So like when you would be like, I'd be in class, like, Oh, oh okay. Oh, phew. No one's around to see that happen. And I feel like you'd go to class. And if like one of the GAs caught you yawning, they would tell somebody and be like, yeah. you come back body. Like would kids come back and be like, you have to do 25 pushups. You yawned in history. Yeah, I saw you were at Wando's and, and Wando shot, shot me a picture that you were yawning by your fishbowl. Yeah. Okay. It, um, it's just that scary, yeah. but I would love to hear some from you. Oh man. Um, God, there's just there, there's a lot. Of Wait, but I have one more um, now. I think um, I, I have one ahead. more for you. It's it involves you specifically. Uh-oh. Remember, we would have the developmental lift Sundays at 11 a.m. Sure. So we won a game. We all would go to the bars, no matter yeah. who you were. Pretty much everyone would go to the bars. I think we were doing squat, and you were like standing. It was like me, Kleber, and a few other people. And you're like, you guys smell like a bar. Stink. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, you know, I'm laughing because I'm sweating out, you know, pure <laughs> beer. And I was like, what do, you, what do you think we were a couple hours ago? Like, we weren't showering to come here. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, those, those Sunday morning lifts were uh, the heavily infused um, lifts, you know. Um, <clears throat> um, now, I think, that, you know, honestly, this this was one of my, I, I tell the story a lot. For me personally, as a coach, it was probably one of my favorite stories. Um, when, you know, Herbs took over and you can imagine like some of the, you know, just the days that we had, you know, with me and Herbs and even and Jamil and, you know, I mean, we were, we, were, we had a fun crew, you know, but we worked uh, extremely hard and, and whatnot. Um, Herbs comes down. It's probably the fifth week of the uh, winter. 
and it was going into the 2010 season. And he says, you know, hey, we want to make some changes uh, with this. You know, I want you to oversee, you know, some of the offensive line training on the on these days, you know. And, and I'm like, okay, great, you know, because um, I really, you know, I, I love working with those guys, you know what I mean? Because they're they're meatheads like me, and you know, um, things like that. And so, as as we progressed into in the spring ball, you know, I I I had their workouts for, um, you know, squat rack stuff like that, and and, and some different stuff. And I'll never forget. We, you know, you know, burn as you progress through spring ball, each scrimmage gets longer and longer and longer, right? The first scrimmage is kind of like starters get like 15, 20 plays, second scrimmage. Um, so we had just fit, we, we had our third scrimmage and I was like, we're training on Friday. Like we, you know, we, we, we lifted Monday, Wednesday, Friday at like four in the afternoon. And so we did like probably six, seven sets of a front squat, uh, that Friday we came out for that, that third week scrimmage and, and they played really well and we ran the ball well, which is always like my measure, right? Okay. If I've, I'm training the old line. If we run really well, man, we, I'm, you know, we're doing it right. So we get through the week and we, we you know, get ready for that fourth scrimmage. And you know, burn like the spring game was like, right. That, that That's not real. Like that's like tag. Okay. That was just fun for the fans. You know what I mean? Um, and so that scrimmage the week before spring ball was gruesome for everybody because it, it never failed. It would have to be like 90 degrees out. You know, you, you, you'd have at least two hours of meetings beforehand. And, you know, then you're out there forever. You're on your feet and, and for us. And so I'm like, for players, it's just, and that was with Brett and with Paul and Paul would just be like, man, we're just going to stay out here. I'm just calling plays and I'm chilling and, you know, all this stuff. And we, you know, Rudy and, and Bo and, you know, we had Coach Partridge and Dorn on the other, you know, these guys that just love football. Well, the kids are like, can we get the F off the field at some point? But anyway, so that Friday before, um, I'd been with the line for probably five or six weeks. And, you know, I'm like, it was kind of one of those things, Bernie, where like Herb's like, you're going to be in charge of them. And I'm like, you know how I am. Well, if I'm in charge of them and my job depends on them, they're going to do it the way I want to do it. Because if I'm going to be held responsible, I want to do it my way. You know what I mean? So I had to do 10 sets of three in the front squat. Uh, at 4 o'clock on a Friday, we had a scrimmage at 10 the next morning. <clears throat> True story here. So I got Moth, Karimi, Freddie, Groy, uh, Havenstein, I think it was Young. Uh, no, Hav wasn't there, but like Ricky Wagner. I mean, who's who of Wisconsin linemen the last 10 years? Billy Nagy and Billy Nagy, a, a, a lot of people know Billy, you know, I'm sure quiet, you know, very cerebral, you know, doesn't say much. After the sixth set, he gets out of the squat right. He's like, what the are we doing right now? So I'm like, okay. Like it was one of those moments, like my heart's bounding, you know, I'm like, okay, well, I'm either going to win him here or I'm going to lose him. So I turn the music off and I'm like, okay. I said, Let, let's, let's, let's get through this right now. I said, in October this year, I said, we got to line up on October 16th against Ohio State. They're going to come in with a whatever game winning streak. They're going to be number one in the nation, and we're going to knock the living shit out of them off the ball, right? Just like we did last week. I said, guess what? I said, nobody is going to give a shit about that the next week because we got to go into Kinnick Stadium, play Iowa, where, and I point a game, I, I said, and I can't remember the D lineman who played for him. I said, where he owned you, 
or this guy owned you, or this guy owned you. I said, so if you're worried about competing against our D-line next week, I said, go, go feel free to go foam roll. I said, otherwise, I said, we got set seven in 15 seconds. And I threw, like, I think it was like ACDC on. And we, they lifted their asses off. I mean, they got, they were like, oh, yeah. We went out and we, they, we just bang, smashed. I mean, just ran the ball, just pounded, you know. And so, like a month later, I, I, I'm friends with Ben Jacobson, who's a coach at Northern Iowa basketball. I was at his house. It was kind of in our off time in May, right? And I'm sitting there and I'm on Jake's porch and I get a text from John Moffat. And he goes, Bot, he goes, I don't know if this 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 squat rack is gonna work. He goes, but I love it and I'm all in. And I'm like, awesome. You know, this is this is great stuff, you know, and and the the, the you know the kind of the alpha attitude guy bought in. And so you know working things like that, we get to the summer. Um, and this is kind of like a, you know, a, kind of a little bit of a build-up. It was like a Friday afternoon. And, and Vern, you never experienced this because I don't know why it never happened, but we're running like change of direction drill. And, you know, Moff, Billy, and Gabe were, they were the alphas. They, you know, and they, and they didn't, you know, they're kind of like Joe was, you know what I mean? They were like, you're going to do it our way. We don't care. Agility drill. I'm like, Moff, touch line. You know what I mean? Because I, I didn't care how good you were. If you did it wrong, he's like, I got you. And so uh, I can't remember who it was. Um, I, I can't remember, but I don't want to say his name because I don't want him to feel bad. Um, <laughs> so freshman kid does a fresh. Yeah. Freshman kid does an agility drop. He does a touch line. Moff looks at me, goes, hey, touch the line. He goes, why don't you worry about yourself? Moff jumps on top of him. Billy and Gabe just like jump on this kid. And we're like, whoa, whoa. I mean, literally about ready to attack him. And I was like, holy And I go to her, and, and afterwards, Gabe goes, hey, look, here's the deal. This is our team. You know, if we tell you to do something, you're going to do it. If a coach tells us to do something, we'll do it. But you ain't going to tell me what to do. You haven't even, like, cut your teeth yet. They walk out. I looked at Herbs. I go, we're going to win the Big Ten. We're going to the Rose Bowl. Guarantee. He goes, I agree 100%. Because we had never seen anything like that. And sure enough, we did. And so, you know, fast forward, you know, we played that Ohio State game. Obviously, you know, Gilruth has the big return, but we ran for like 230 yards. John Clay was a beast. James White, kind of his coming out party. And after the game, I'll never forget. Um, yeah, I'm going to get emotional here. <laughs> after the game, Gabe and Moth come down near the one of the last guys up. Cause they were like you, Bernie, they were enjoying the fifth quarter a little bit. Brett's like, where are these guys? Yeah. I'm kind of in the back and they come down and like, they're like, where's Bot? And I'm like, I'm like back here. They come running. They like grab me and they're lifting me up. They're like, it worked, it worked, it worked. You know what I mean? And so, I mean, then we went to Kinnick and same thing, you know, uh, got it done. Obviously Monte had a huge game, Monty Ball. We had a fake punt. Um, you know, the defense played really well in both those games, you know, so it was a great team win. But for me personally, as a coach, I'll remember that moment because that, you know, it's really like kind of put not on an island, but just, you know, held a little greater responsibility. And the guys bought in and, you know, this is great. Really, I, and I love all you guys to death, but that's a really, you know, special time for me as a coach because those guys, you know, really bought into, you know, my craziness as to what we did. So. So everyone who's 
So everyone who's come on our show and knows John Moffat has a John Moffat story. You gave us one there, but do you have any other John Moffat stories about how he's a little bit different than everybody else? <laughs> what kind of audience do we have? <laughs> um, <laughs> Let's keep so it within I'll, like, so I'll give I don't you, know, NC-17. Yeah, I'll give, you, okay. I'll give you two, right? <laughs> I'll give you two, okay? So the first one was, Kind of in that, um, and I think every all the Wisconsin fans know the story um, about the deacon and the governor that Herb, Ben Herbert did with the two plants. I don't know, you know, maybe you guys don't. So Ben wanted to do this this thing on nutrition, like after spring ball that same year. So we got these two plants, and one was called the governor, right? So every day for three weeks, he fed it like soil and water, and he watered it. And he, took it out in the sun. It was like his pet. The other one, the other one, uh, we called the Deacon. Okay. And he threw like Doritos in there. He, he poured like some Jack Daniels in there and, and whatnot. And so after three weeks, right, the governor looked, I mean, it was big and it was gross. The Deacon was yellow, hunched over, stuff like this. So we had finished like this. We, we had finished the 450 that he put together. And the last day, the last group, uh, you know, Moff was in the group and, you know, Herb's like, guys, this is what nutrition will do for you. It was kind of a nutritional message. This is what will happen. And it can happen quick. And he goes, so, you know, we're going to have to put the deacon to bed here. And he goes, Moff, he cracks open a Miller Lite. He goes, feed the deacon. And Moff goes, sure thing. And, he slaps the beer. and we're like, no, 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 no. And Moff's like, ah, whatever. Um, the, the other story is I did this, you know, for, um, these guys, I said, you know, they were always, they always wanted me to go out with them. You know what I mean? And I was like, you know, I, I can't, you know, if you guys you know, are a part of the team, that's just, that's unprofessional. And I believe that's true. I said, however, I said, when you're done, you know, and you're, you're done with pro day and stuff like that. I said, if you guys win the big 10, um, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll have a get together. Um, and, and so Moff and I were the ones conspiring to do this, right? Moff's like, this would be great. You know, you can invite some of your friends. So it's like, it's like your family in Wisconsin coming together with your family all the time. So I'm like, okay, great. You know, sounds good. And so, um, we had a, we had a little thing in my house called Bada Palooza. And it was like Gabe and Nagy and Tolzine and Moff and then some of my friends. And we had a nice little night. Hanging out with Moff, you know, for for a night can get pretty intense, and so. Um, but he is he's, you know, of all the players in, in that I've dealt with, um, you know, he's probably the one that's he's, you know, I wouldn't say I'm as crazy as him, but I saw a lot of similarities in how he does things. I mean, one of the conversations him and I had, you know, was if we really want to go about this mentality, you know, this attitude. I said, it's got to be Halloween 365 days a year, you know, and you have to lift more than everybody else. And I said, and probably not a good, you know, message, but I said, you're a train table. You need to eat more than everybody else. You need to compete in the classroom. I said, if you go on a Saturday night, you need to party, party or harder than everybody else. Everything you do in your life has to be done harder than everybody else to create this mindset of we're, we're the baddest. MFers walking the planet, 
You know what I mean? Come, come at us. We don't care. You wear scarlet and red, we ain't scared. You wear black and yellow, we ain't scared. You know, you wear whatever they wear up in Michigan. I don't even know what their colors are. We ain't scared of you. And, I mean, it showed. Like, that game we played in Michigan, you know, we ran the ball like 35 out of 36 times in the second half. I think Scotty threw the ball at once. You know, we ran it on third and eight inside the 20 and got it. <laughs> you know what I mean? And so that was the mentality that I wanted those guys to have. And, you know, uh, it was fun for me because that's the way I like to coach. Like, we're, we're going to do it this way. So, so but besides me, uh, yeah, who else were some of your, like, favorite dudes in the weight room? I mean, spanning all 13 years. Um, Bernie, you definitely were one of them. I, I love you. Uh, yeah. Um, let's see here. Uh, obviously, Joe. You know what I mean? You know, Joe, because of his athleticism. Uh, but also his like cerebral approach once he got hurt, you know, he was very smart uh, on things. Um, obviously, Moff um, was a was a big one. Travis Frederick, you know, for me was was a good one. He's, you know, 405 pounds cleaner, 700 plus squatter, 400 pound venture. Um, gosh, who else? Do we, you know, um, oh, man, Bernie, there's a lot of guys. But is it crazy? Is it crazy that we still bring you up all the time? And it's like, it, it's just, an, it come, you come up because how could you not? You were there basically every second we were at the stadium. Yeah. So like I all think, this stuff, stuff pops up all the time. Well, and I think what's funny, Burn, is like, even like, you know, one of the things that we really pride ourselves on with that old line group is like Ricky Wagner, um, you know, and some like Gabe Seitler, Cons, those guys, when we were getting ready to play that Michigan game that I talked about, they PR'd in the squat rack week 11. So think of it, not, not like, oh, they didn't know. Like Ricky squatted, I think, 500 pounds in that summer. He squatted 525 before that game. So you know how hard it is to train. So the, the way we, you know, did volume and stuff like that, but it was across the board. And so I even had like, like Tom Mulher, and he's like, hey, is this true? And I'm like, yeah. And he's like, well, what are they lifting? And I, and I, like uh, the report like some of the reporters would get like story, you know, Moff would be like, dude, we did this. And they would be like, Hey, what do these guys lift? And I would never tell them. I would and if, like Mulhern and, and, and Oates, those guys would ask me. And I'm like, no, I, I, I said, because I never want to give away like a Bernie. If I, if I would say, you know, Matt Bernstein squatted 600 pounds, you can't win on Saturday with that. That that's not a way for me to put you in a scenario to win because if a guy from, from Iowa, Adrian Claiborne, that was the guy's name. Adrian, like if Adrian Claiborne is going against you and he squats 650 pounds, he's mentally, I'm stronger than you. Conversely, if he squats 550, he's like, I'm going to jack up because this guy, you know, this guy thinks he's stronger than me, but I'm going I'm to get after him. So I would never tell what we did. But back to what I was saying, oh, guys, PR, and like I had Zach Bowen come to train with me um, and, and a couple other guys, and, and they're like, Hey, you're that guy that that Bob Bosa said the guys were getting stronger in season, right? That, that was, and it was like, oh, I'm kind of a cult hero right now. You know what I mean? But yeah, I mean, Bernie, I, I you know, you guys were so important in my life, you know, and you guys still are. Um, all you guys, I would do anything for you guys. I love you guys to death. You, you, you gave me life, you know, you gave me um a sense of belonging and um so many guys at Wisconsin. That's why it's hard for me to pick out guys because um, so many of you guys gave me so much in, in my life, 
in my kid's life, I could, you know, I mean, you know, my kids had no idea what it was like to live a normal life until I resigned. I mean, they were like, Cameron, he was like in fifth grade and the teacher like around Christmas was like, Hey, what do you do for the holidays? And Cameron's like, well, we either go to Florida or California, depending on how good the football team is. <laughs> I mean, that was, their, that was their reality, you sure. know? And so, you know, I'll never forget the day I resigned, you know, June 9th in 2013. And I looked at the guys and I said, if I've given you even close to what you guys have given me, like, you know, then I feel like I'm a success because what you guys have done for me and my life and my family and, you know, how to go about my business in, in the business world, uh, it's, it's, I, I couldn't even measure it, Burn, You know what I mean? But you used to get me so jacked up before games. Yeah. Just like, I would be out of my mind by the time I stepped on that field. Yeah. And there, and, and that was, uh, that was related to you. I, I just feel like I'd see you and I'd be like, bah, oh, let's go kill somebody. Well, it was, <laughs> you know, games. If people ask about games, I love games, but I hated them because I had to wear those khaki pants. Like, like 14 days out of the year, I wear khaki pants. That was the best thing. When Herbs took over, I said, Herbs, can I wear sweats? Or like, like, you know, classy joggers. He's like, yeah, you wear whatever you want, bro. You wear sports. You know, but like JD was big in the pants and like, if it even looked like rain, I threw my rain gear on. <laughs> um, but yeah, like pregame stretches in the locker room, uh, spark at halftime, you know, it was, it was, it was a Got good time. Jacked. I loved it. Yeah. Wait, Bob, so, it. okay. So you resigned and then you started your own company. How did that come to be? Um, well, you know, it, you know, I was going through a divorce um, and, you know, certain things were asked of me uh, that, you know, I got to be careful of my words um, where, you know, I, my three boys burned, you know, you know, for people who know me are, are were my everything at that time, um, everything. And so I, my most important job, you know, is a father first and foremost. And, you know, if I could have them after the divorce as much as, you know, half time, then I, I wasn't up for it. And, you know, obviously the, the, the regime that was there, I wasn't, you know, totally bought into, you know, what, what was going on. Um, I loved it. You know, I love, you know, they were very, you know, kept me on, which was very, you know, awesome. And, um, but it was just one of those things where it was hard because, you know, when Brett left, some of those other guys left, those have been my guys for years. When Herbs left, um, you know, Jamil and, and a lot of other people, you know, it was, it was hard. So, um, I'll never forget having the conversation, you know, I was like, Hey, if I can't have the boys half time, I said, I'm going to quit. Um, and so I went in and, and resigned like in, in May. Um, and you know, Evan Simon, who was a strength coach at the time, he said, give it some time. You know, this is really, this is kind of a new thing for you and raw and, and um, I said, okay. So I gave it like two or three more weeks. And I just said, not working for me. And I said, I want to be able to tell the players myself. I don't want them to hear from someone else. Um, I want them to understand that I'm leaving, you know, with my blessings to everybody here. You know, I, I love Wisconsin. Um, you know, it's, I still consider it part of my family. Um, and so, yeah, June 9th, I, I, I resigned um, and then started Sports Advantage. You know, I kind of been working with a couple kids on the side, Jack Dunn. Jack Dunn was actually outside of my kids was, you know, one of my first um, clients, uh, him and Bobby. 
and then also Amy Davis, uh, who's Barry Davis's daughter. Um, so I started in a little place in Verona. We had like little little mini putt putt surface, and you know, it was in a warehouse, and uh, we expanded out of that uh, in 2014. And you know, now we have uh, the Verona location that also houses Edge Baseball. So we have seven baseball teams there. Uh, we have a, a gym in the Ice Arena in Beaver Dam. Uh, we opened up our new Wanakee location in May. That's been doing awesome. And then we work with high schools too. So we have two strength coaches at Edgewood High School. Uh, we work with Beaver Dam High School. We work with Wayland Academy in Beaver Dam. We also have strength coach that's in Wisconsin Dells High School. And then, you know, we work with uh, some Prairie football as well. And so that, and those are expanding as well. Um, but it's, it's just great because, it allows me to use the things that I saw, like when you guys came in as freshmen, with what high school kids really need, you know, from a training aspect. And we we do so much more than the training process. You know, the training part is important. Like even right now in January, we have our kid our kids on a on a system called Thirty Days of Ten, and we're we're asking all of our athletes to read ten pages of personal development every day, you know, nonfiction stuff like that. So things that that we all know as adults help you become successful. Um, we do that with our kids. You know, we, we communicate with parents on a regular basis. We talk to the kids about nutrition, about gratitude, you know, once a week, it's, it's something we like, Hey, make sure you tell your parents, thanks for driving you here. Or make sure you tell them, thank you for allowing you to come here because not everybody has that opportunity. And so we really push a lot of different things on the kids besides the training aspect. I, I think what we do is, as good as, you know, and I think we're the best, you know, I, I don't have a problem saying that, you know, and I expect people that, that do the same thing we do to say that, you know, I, I you know, you, you should think that you're the best um, because if you really bought into what you do, that's, you know, burn. If like you were one of my kids, my job is to make sure I give you the best I have, you know, and if I'm doing that, then I'm doing what's right for, for you. So, uh, but I love it, you know, and, and, you know, we got some things coming up ho hopefully here. So I'm really excited about it. So, yeah. That's and really you also exciting. have, and you no. also have a lot of NFL guys who come back and yes. want to train with you, guys who you did not coach at Wisconsin. Yeah, so I mean, throughout throughout the time that we've had, you know, um, you know, guys from Wisconsin, you know, Alec Ingold obviously is is one of the prime ones. Make fullbacks great again, obviously. Yep. Um, <laughs> um, you know, Zach Bond is trained with us. Olivier Sagapola, um, you know. Um, other players, you know, come in and out and train with us, you know. Um, and so it's really, it's fun. You know, I love that, you know, and even like some of the guys that are done playing come through like Joe and, um, you know, Ryan Groy and Borland and Ben Strickland. And, you know, those guys use the gym a couple of days a week. And, and it's just, for me, again, it just brings life into me, you know, to watch those guys and, you know, and, and do stuff like that. So it's, it's a lot of, I love what I do. I, I can't, I can't imagine myself doing anything else ever. I, you know, and people ask me, why am I a strength coach? I'm like, cause I can't wear regular pants. You know, I, I want to wear, you know, this is, this is what I wear on a daily basis. You know what I mean? Um, even when I go out for dinner with my wife, I'm like, is this okay? She goes, you do you. She goes, you know, as long as you have the hat on backwards, she goes, you wear whatever you want. So she loves that. <laughs> That's great. So, uh, obviously you had uh, Ross Kalajic as uh, as an athlete, right? When, yeah. when when you were there, and then he was a strength coach. Now he's the D line coach, and I just want to ask you about him a little bit in sort of yeah. 
uh, if, if you were able to tutor him in, in sort of his sort of upbringing as a strength and conditioning coach? And then what's your relationship like with Sean Snee, who's now uh, in, in charge of the program? Um, so I really don't know Sean. Um, I, I really haven't really talked to him uh, very much. Um, you know, we invited, we actually invited, uh, so Costi, I know, you know, very well, obviously, because I trained him. So we actually had a seminar um, at our gym. Uh, Laura Phelps, I don't know if, you know, if our listeners, your listeners are familiar. Laura's uh, recognized as probably the strongest woman walking the planet. Uh, she held at some point like 46 world records uh, from Westside Barbell. She actually came and did a seminar, I invited, you know, Costi and, and those guys that they could come. I don't think they could make it, but um, I really don't know Sean. Um, with Ross, obviously, as an athlete, I mean, he was, you know, he was incredible in the weight room, right? Uh, strong. Uh, and, and could run very, very athletic, uh, stuff like that. Ross is very cerebral, uh, as far as very smart, uh, understanding the game. And, you know, Ross and I are, are, are friends. He, uh, he did an internship, uh, with us, you know, when Herbs was and, and myself. So he helped with me and, and, and Ross is a, you know, he's a player's kind of coach, you know, um, he knows that fine line of how to be tough and, and things like that. And so, um, I think his background in the NFL probably proved a great service to him as far as being a strength coach. Um, and obviously, you know, he's in a great scenario right now for what he did with that D line. I mean, those guys are flying around and um, incredible. So, you know, with Ross and, and Jimmy and, and, you know, those guys on defense, man, you're talking about two younger, you know, I consider them younger coaches, you know, in their late thirties, early forties, you know, for what coaching is now, but, the wealth of knowledge those guys have to bring, you know, I can't even imagine sitting in that room, you know, cause even when Ross was interning with us as a strength coach, you know, he would work with the D line and position work and just some of the stuff, just foot position and hand placement and, you know, leverage and just watching, you know, I mean, so smart, but yeah, I, I mean, obviously with him at the D line, man, the program is in great hands. Definitely. Yeah, they, 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 they definitely are. And I mean, you saw that this year, even, Isaiah Mullins is the first year starter, man. He is big and strong and can can hold his own. And obviously, Henningson's a guy who came in as a preferred walk-on and has grown into just a freak of nature. When yeah. in your time there, is there a guy that stands out who had sort of the most growth who came in just, you know, either not knowing what they're doing or super weak and ended out going out really, really strong? Who boy. I mean, a guy like, you know, a guy that I'm going to throw out there is a guy like Jared Abaderas. Mm. Okay. Now, now Abby never really had like the big physique. But I mean, I mean, his he, legs yeah. were tiny. I remember but, watching yeah. him on the field and like, I'm like, I could get like my hand around his, 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 yeah. uh, his calves. I mean, he was a, I mean, he was, a, I can't remember if he squatted 500 pounds, but he was darn near it. You know what I mean? So a guy like that, I mean, you know, he was a walk-on from Watoma and a great story with Jared Abaderas. Um, I had a friend um, who knew my ex-wife. Uh, he was a good friend of mine, passed away with cancer when he was 34. And we actually created a scholarship um, for an athlete from Watoma, you know, as a, like a walk-on. And Jared actually got the Roy Castilian scholarship. So that's, that's really my cool. first interaction with Abby. And I mean, it was a really cool thing. Um, yeah, he would be, he would be one, even got a guy like a Ben Strickland. You know, I mean, he came in at like 150 some pounds and um, ended up starting in a huge game. Um, guy like that, I mean, he, you know, really, really uh, came a long way. You know, another guy I would uh, probably bring up was like a Scott Tolzien. 
you know, really didn't really have a lot of athletic attributes. He just made himself into a good quarterback, you know, because it was so important to him. And there, there's a lot of other guys, um, you know, like that, you know, um, that, that I could probably bring up. I mean, Antage was, Antage was a good one too. He never trained, you know what I mean? And he really made himself um, into a, a, a great player. Um, you know, Erasmus was another guy. Erasmus James uh, came in at probably like 230, 35 pounds and, you know, left at like 270, you know, and, and things like I'll never, oh my gosh, I got a great Erasmus James story. Well, quick, so, yeah, qu- quickly, yeah, Erasmus, yeah, when he got, when, well, when he got injured, he would, he would lift with the track team. He was lifting with us when he got injured. And yeah, because so I, I was the one taking him. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. And so, so I remember, like, I would be, I, I you know, I was a freshman. I, I you know, come out, uh, yep. you know, coming out of high school. I remember being like, who is this freak over here? Yeah. Like, and, yeah. and, you know, they're like, oh, that's a Rasmus. So, like, he's going to be a first round pick. I'm like, okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And so, like, I did a lot. I had, I had a lot to do with his rehab. And so, you know, he, he really put a lot of trust in me. And, and so, you know, I would have a session with him on Wednesdays, like when you guys would lift, right? And so for me, like our Wednesdays were great. We come in at six, we do some morning stuff with you guys, do paperwork, you know, till like noon, and then we can go home. Well, I had the responsibility of training rafts. And like two weeks in a row, he doesn't show up. I'm like waiting there. Like, and I got kids at home. That's my afternoon to see my kids. And that next Thursday morning, he came walking in the weight room. And I saw him at the door from the McLean and I MF'd him to the neck machine, MF'd him all, up, up and down. That's laughing. Freaking Antage was la- Antage was just laughing. And he's like, I'm like, you, uh, you're killing, you know, this and that. Taj goes, man, he goes, what'd you do to Bebop, man? And Grant <laughs> looks at me, he goes, sorry. You know, kind of thing. It never happened again. And then um, you know, just so proud of him with, you know, what he was able to accomplish after that injury, because it was, I mean, it was pretty gruesome. I remember seeing it. Yeah. When he popped his hip out. Oh, terrible. This, oh terrible. It, it, like he was like, his foot was stuck in the ground and he like spun like 270 with his toe <laughs> pointing this way and his body, like he spun all the way around and he faced that way. I was like, yeah. Cause you guys were in shorts. Yeah. It was terrible. Horrible. Yeah. Anyway. <sighs> but if I, who outside of Moffitt though, were there some people in the weight room? You're like, wow, these dudes are really like wild, crazy. Like to me, when I first got there, Jake Sprague was in there. He yeah. was coming off of his, he was back around. Cause I think got hurt the year before. So like, he was the oldest kid, oldest kid. He was like a freaking a monster child right. in that room who was just nuts. And his personality, I actually loved him. He was kind yeah. of like a, like a rigid, he was kind of mean to a lot of people, but yeah. like, I just took a little Donovan, I mean yeah. Donovan. Yeah, Donnie was Donnie <laughs> was very nice. I remember on his recruiting visit, he was throwing snowballs at Jake Wood. <laughs> we were recruiting a boat, and he was like throwing snowballs at, at Jake Wood. Like, and Donovan's like from Hawaii. Like, I'll never forget they come walking in and they're like wearing like winter coats. You know, it's like snowing out. I don't think they'd ever seen snow. Um, yeah, I mean Donnie was. Donnie was a treat, man. He he was uh he always was like picking on someone or or something like that. Um, you know, guys like you know DeAndre Levy and Jonathan Casillas, those guys. I mean, they were just freaks on what they could do. You know what I mean? Just so athletic and and Scott Starks, you know, a guy like that. Um, 
you know, Zach Mathias, I mean, Zach didn't play much because he had a back issue, but of all the guys we had in the squat rack, man, that when he get in the squat rack, man, he would tear that thing up. I mean, he would, you know, I mean, it was incredible. You know, some of those days, Bernie, you would have loved those Friday, those Mondays and Fridays I had with the O line. I mean, there were days like when we would clean, and there's still some videos on on YouTube. Like, guy would hit a PR in the clean, and I'd turn around and wheel. I like used to kick chalk boxes over, like all <laughs> over the floor in that old McLean because we knew we were going to the new one. So like Herb's kind of let me trash it, you know. Like I remember the, Zach when he was like the first guy to hit like over 600 pounds like squatting with us i took one of the power aid things and i threw it off the training room window god mike mole got so many comes running in he's like hey what are you doing i said what are you talking about he goes don't be throwing that into the into our window i said the window on this side is our window the window on your side is your window go back in there you know, go put some stem on someone and let the freaks get going here. You know, yeah, get a get a boot on somebody who has a hand yeah. injury. Yeah, yeah, you guys are fine. Mike and I had a great relationship, so that's why we could we could say that to each other. So yeah. Oh, I remember now you're bringing me back to the chalk box, even, and oh. you like get the chalk thing and put it on your hands for power clean. Yeah. Oh man, Bob, you're bringing back all the good old times. Core push up, core push ups. Uh, core push up was the worst. You were you're yeah. like. You put your fist there and you're like, you better touch it every time. And no matter what, somebody always beat me. Mm -hmm. I hated it. Mm -hmm. Because you were saying, I was a very strong individual. And I remember on Mondays we did dips. I would go against Scott Starks. How fair could that possibly be? It's unfair. But you couldn't put me with a 270 pounder because then they could do like six and I could do, I could easily do like 20, 30 dips. So I could just do seven and be done. And I used to wait and be like, hey, jump in there. Hey Scott, come on. Hey Sparky, get up there. Yeah, He'd be like, we'll do like 50. Sparky's I'm like, oh. doing his right now. Like, we had him start in like 2004 and he's still going. Yeah, he could still go. Yeah. I, I can't remember who else I did. I on front core hold, it was Stocko. <laughs> and you look at me like, come on, bot, really? I can't like I can't beat these guys. Like, what do you want me to do? <laughs> I was, you know, it's always like compete, and I'm like, I will I want to compete in everything we do, yeah. but you guys are honestly not allowed. And then you would have to go. I love the competition aspect. It, it also is like a little bit like aggressive because, right. you know, a guy like Calvin Barrett's going to hold front court for 25 seconds and then just hope that his team wins so he doesn't have to do the times right. two punishment. Yeah. And I love Calvin, but listen, let's be real. He, his core is not – he wasn't going to hold himself yeah, up. Not, that he's not outplanking very many people. Yeah, exactly. So these guys would drop it for like 10 seconds, and I'd be there like, these, come on, man. And then you have to focus on you for five more minutes because Stocko's going to hold it until I was yeah. until well, I Stocko, fell. Stocko ruined our, our lift groups because we'd always go over because he'd like hold a plank for like ten minutes. Yeah, we're like, now hey, the one challenging. Yeah, yeah. So. <laughs> but I used to love that stuff. I, I thought it was so funny. I but I used to absolutely hate, but also find it amusing that we used to do the the Friday stations. Uh-huh. Were so hard with the twenty five pound weight vest on, uh-huh. and you guys just lo- like I just be like. Just a, a, an S eating grin, just a eating grin, bot like happier, like, Hey guys, let's go. Who wants to stand on this, on the, on the sled yeah, let's, while let's go, let's push, go push, <laughs> let's push tractors and then start them so we can breathe in all the exhaust. And, <laughs> and it's funny. Cause like, we just had such a good time, even though it was hard, it was just such a good time. Cause I think we had the right people like you to right. be there, to be like, 
guys, th- this is the most, imp- you have to do this. Like, this is so important, but we're going to have a good time while we do it so, in a respectful way. So when, when, when we were with Herbs, we had this thing called the tone setters. Herb got like the big WWE group or belt. And so the first year we did it, we did like position groups. And it was, it's kind of like unfair because the linebackers and D linemen, because you have a lot of like fast guys, you know, a lot of strong guys. So you, and he like put the quarterbacks with the O line. We had no chance to win that, right? In different competitions. So the next year we had a draft, right? So it's me, Jeff Zolke, Jamil, and Herbs, right? And we draft guys. And so then it was who could come up with the best entrance? And I'm like, I'm last. I said, I want last this year. I had to go first. Um, so they all do their stuff and stuff like that. So I came up with the idea. Everybody on my team, like we, we did a run, like a quick run warm up in, in the uh, stadium. They all went and got their scooters. And, you know, the big McLean doors. Yeah. So I had Stone Cold Steve Austin's music. And so I'm like, Jamil, hit the music. <laughs> Raise up the doors. We got guys driving into McLean on their, on their scooters. Like Borland's like holding up like a, a pretend belt. Like he's riding on someone's thing. And hers is like, beat. That, that was fantastic. We get downstairs. We got a message from Chanama that like the, the grounds, like we ruined the turf by driving on it. Herbs is like, come on, man. Like we've been driving Cushman's on those things. There's no way a scooter is going to ruin that. He was like, that was one of the coolest things I've ever seen. <laughs> it was like 30 dudes. And what we had tried to do is get like the, the volleyball girls were training in the den. And I went over Ray Edie. I'm like, hey, Ray, can I borrow the girls for like five minutes? And like, I was going to have them like ride in with the guys, you know, kind of like WWE. But yeah, we, yeah. Yeah, that was, that was fun. <laughs> that, I wish I was there for that. Oh my God, it was it was electric. It was unbelievable. And I had I had a fire extinguisher that I was gonna try and <laughs> but it didn't work. I'm like, come on, man. So, I'm like, it's not working. So I just put it down and I'm like, dang it, that was really good. Uh, electrifying times was putting that weight vest, taking it off. If you didn't get pricked by the the um bobby pins holding the yeah. weights in, you put it down, you're like, This is the best. It's Friday at like 10 o'clock. And I could get, but you could hardly walk to your locker, let alone like do anything. But Bob, I, I want to leave you with, I think you will remember this one. It was, it had to be one. It was after like a Friday or a Tuesday guys had like a uh, um, beers in their truck. Like they put in a, a cooler and JD found that. So like after the lift or after the run, they would go and drink some beers in the parking lot. Yeah. And JD found out, do you remember how pissed he was? He was like, He's like, guys, bring it in. He's like, you idiots think it's funny. I do everything in a Coach White voice. I don't know why I do like everything's like you guys. <laughs> um, <laughs> he's like, you guys. He's like, I- I've heard that some of you are getting this hard workout and you're crushing it. You're doing the stadiums or the what, and then you go to the parking lot and drinking beer. He's like, we got a game coming up in, a- in like five, six weeks. And you're drinking beer. I was like, and this had to- it was either my freshman year or the year before, and I just remember sitting there going. Oh my God, I love it here. Like, this yeah. is where I want to be. This is the coolest, like, yelling yeah, I've ever used to do, like, barbecues, right? After Tuesday, like, runs, like, Joe would have, like, barbecues and stuff like that. Yeah, I know. I, I yeah. And, and that's that, like, I, I keep bringing back me and Herbs, but like, that was the, we were so differing on that, you know, because I was like, 
Like if you're going to go out, go out. Like don't mess around, like go out. You know what I mean? Have fun and, and, and do this. And her was like, take care of your body, take care of your body. And so like, I used to like get under his skin, you know, like Fridays, like before we get done, <laughs> I would put on like a Katy Perry song. And like, that was, cause I would never like art, like the old line guys, the tight ends, I would never put biceps in. So I'd let them take their shirts off and they do like three minutes of, of like bicep curls and triceps to like California girls by Katy Perry. I'm like, and I'd break them down. I'm like, all right, take it over tonight. This is our town. Have fun. No. <laughs> you know what I mean? I was like, hey, man, these guys have been working hard, man. These guys, I go, hey, man, let them go. You know, uh, let do you find go. that guys are, are now being, for me, you're, I was just like you. I would work my butt off, but then go out just as hard. I don't think yeah. that is the right, like, oh. I didn't have anyone there being like, dude, you need to take a step. It was yeah. only on the nights we were allowed to do it. So like I wasn't breaking yeah. any rules. I didn't yeah. do drugs. I just drank a lot more than a normal human being on the days we were allowed to. This is really turning into probably the wrong message, right? Probably. I, no, th- no. The message to is I do wish someone was there like constantly being like, Bernie, maybe take it down. Maybe not Tuesday. Maybe just take it down. You probably don't need that shot. You know, I, I, th- I feel like it was there. So I wasn't an alcoholic. Let's not go there. But no, I right. did. I definitely enjoyed no. my time. Right, and and that's I think where, you know, where Wisconsin is a little different because such an amazing college town, right? And and you can there's a lot of other things to do obviously at Wisconsin besides that. You know, it's just such a great town. It really uh, is. great, great atmosphere. Like if you're a college football player, like I can't think of a better place. You know, from an atmosphere standpoint, and just you know the you're on the water and. You have all these little, you know, places around there. And I just, you know, and yeah, and, and I agree. Like you, you didn't have a lot of stuff going on during the week, you know, and stuff like that. But, you know, you guys are under a lot of stress, you know, and it's a lot of mental stress. And there, there needs to be ways to release it. Sometimes like going out with the guys is, is a great way to do it. Sometimes, you know, you know, going out with the guys is a great way to do it. You know what I mean? Um, but I think, you know, I, I, I think, um, you know, we always did it in a way that was like, you know, just be smart. You know what I mean? Right. Don't, don't get don't in trouble. Disrespect, Some people don't disrespect the program. When you do right. That. Some people took it to a, a, a crazier place. Yeah. And then that's when everyone suffered. Like we couldn't go yeah. to um, the college club for like a year because yeah. somebody kicked the cop window out, you know, like those things we, we were never aspiring to, but right. you're right though. On Tuesdays at, we were done at what? Like, first off, it never rained on Tuesday at four o'clock, <laughs> never in the summer. Like I will bet money that if you're going to say there's going to be stadiums, I bet you a hundred bucks. If it said there was supposed to be a tornado and it was supposed to rain for the whole entire hundred percent, it wouldn't rain for that hour. But I, well, I remember you looking that it at would me. Rain that and was, Jay, would think, make us towel off the, like we have to go up there with towels. And, yeah. But I think that was the only time you ever looked at me or was like, I kind of feel bad for this guy just a little bit because it was because I was a part of the skill. So I had to run up the highest one. I weighed more than all the skill guys put together. Me and Greg Root were the only two fat guys in the skill and we were dying. Presley was dying running up those things. Oh, yeah. Touch the wall. You couldn't not touch the wall. Right. You You said touch the line. Respect. I touch the wall every time and then jog down. And by the time you jog down, JD's like, oh, you guys are cheating up one stair. So go. And I just remember like going right back up. Jog, and we had to do the best is at the end. We were like, only do six. I'm like, mentally, I could do six. Yeah. But we would do 10 sometimes. 
and then jog down and then do a passing scrimmage to like as a not with you guys because you guys couldn't be there but i was like this is asinine this is like crazy to me but we would drive right over to jeff langs who had a he had a house with like 10 guys roll a keg in was only football only dudes and maybe like two guys girlfriends because it was the summer and then his place was right by ian's pizza so right across the street from wando's which had it had um all you can eat what's called bacon on tuesday night and then you'd wake up on wednesday with nothing to do feeling terrible, having eaten way too much bacon. And then you could come in and drink at Kemp's. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but then that's when you drove over to the stadium and like go like um, drink like sauna. three gallons of Powerade. Yeah, sauna. Oh, the steam. Yeah. 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 Oh, about the good old days. You were there. I mean, you were really there for pretty much all. You were at the bowl games. I mean, you were at meals. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, you traveled. with. Oh, yeah. I mean, like. There's not. There couldn't have been somebody outside of the outside of you, JD Herbs, who was around the guys more than. Yeah, there couldn't have been. Yeah, I would agree. But that's crazy to me because you never think that, right? You don't because, like in in college football, you always associate obviously first with the head coach because that's the person you see, and then the position coaches, right? And so, um, and that's that's the thing is like you don't see a lot of behind the scenes work that goes on. In, in, in all sports, you know what I mean? Sure. Track, softball, um, you know, volleyball, obviously volleyball with, you know, success they've had, men's basketball, uh, incredible success with hockey, women's, ho- women's hockey. I mean, you know, just it's crazy. Yeah. A lot of good people. But I love you. I even have more stories of you. Remember we went to that lazy oh, river, but it really wasn't a lazy Ernie, river. People are going to be like, man, is this, is this thing ever going to be done? Well, Cause I, I'm sorry. I got a lot of stories. That was one of my favorite. We went to your, what was it? Your cousin's house, your uncle's or somebody's house. Oh no. My, my ex-wife's house in red granite, right? Pichotti got a flat tire. My no, car. I did. I was, I was the only one who could drive a stick shift. So I was driving your car. We got a flat tire. Jonathan Welsh was in the car. We also like sat in the lazy river, but it really wasn't a, a river or lazy. Like we were going through with sticks, like moving sticks out of our way, but I never had so much fun. And that was, and you just invited us. It was, it was yep. hilarious. Yeah. We, I okay. swam in that pond that was in the backyard. Yep. I don't think anyone else jumped in that pond, but I don't me. think so either. Jonathan Welsh was like, man. <laughs> <laughs> John Welsh was a great Jay job. Great doing He'd be yeah. like, man, look at these guys. I'm not, he's like, this guy's crazy. Yeah. I'm not doing this. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But I, I appreciate you spending, you know, 90 minutes with us. And oh, man, you're one of my favorite oh my gosh, people. I didn't know what time it was. That's all. Yeah. I, I love it, man. I, I, I do. Like, it's, it's such an important part of my past, such a um, important part of who I am. It's really molded me as a person, father, coach, um, hopefully leader in our community. Um, I just, you know, it's a great place, you know, and there's so many there, like you you could just like list guys, this guy, girl, ladies, trainers, you know, peels, you know, yeah. you know, so the country, you know, all these people that, you know, we all can relate to. And it's just it's so neat that we all have this network that, you know, kind of unites us all. I, but about this, the, but, the stories, the uh-oh. stories never die yeah. when I'm with dudes on team, you know, your name debt comes up all the time. You know, it's not the same. Like you didn't have the same interaction with Barry or Coach Alvarez as you did with with you guys. It was a, right. a, a completely different. So it's just so funny. I you know, like Stocko, I talked to, he's like, oh, Bot's gonna make you do a, a box jump. 
you know, it's like just funny that we like yeah. bring that up and 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 consistently oh, yeah. still I'm 39 oh, yeah. and we're still talking about it. Oh yeah. yeah. But I'm washed up. I love it, man. I I, I absolutely love it. I was gonna come to a, a workout, but I can't do it at 5 a.m. You'll be here one of these days. There's not, I mean, <laughs> I'll have to go out all night to, to be there at five. Yeah. I will be there. If Simmons is there and like a bunch of these other random Simmons, dudes, yeah. I, I will be there. Yeah, Robbie Earl was here this morning. Hockey player was here this oh. morning. Robbie Earl, yeah. Like Joe, Joe's wow. like the strength coach, you know, and like I look at the program like, yeah, I Groy's looking I'm like, what are we doing here? Yeah, <laughs> they're pushing sleds and they're like, oh, it's crazy. Yeah. So well, Joe's a male model right now. Yeah, he's. He, yeah, yeah. He's got, he looks good. Well, but I, I wish you continued success. I mean, yes, absolutely, you and deserve uh, it. And where can people find more about Sports Advantage? So our, our Instagram, we have uh, Instagram pages. So we have at Sports Advantage, and then at Sports Advantage Beaver Dam, at Sports Advantage Wanna Key, um, or you can you know follow me at BrianBot23. Um, I think that's my Instagram. I don't know. I have an Instagram. It and is. I, start, I actually. Bird, you'll like this. I started a new Instagram page. I want all my former players to follow. It's called Old School Strength Coach. And it's going to be, it, it just started out. So I have, you know, I got a logo, you know what I mean? And all this stuff. Um, and then like all the pictures are in black and white because it's old school. And then we have, you know, some of the different things that I believe in and stuff like that. You know, we have a Twitter, Sports Advantage Twitter, um, stuff like that. Our website, www.sportsadvantage.com. Um, you know, I, I'm going to plug my podcast, the Get Your Edge podcast. Uh, it's the button. And Burn, you're going to have to have you on there. I can't um, wait. So a lot of different things that, that we're doing in the community in, in, in Dane County and soon to be in other communities. So very excited. Excellent. Well, we really appreciate it. Make sure to check out the Get Your Ed podcast with Brian Bott. And Thank until you. Thank next you. time, on Wisconsin. On Wisconsin. Bott, I love you. Let's go. Thanks for listening to the Believe in Badger Football podcast on the Believe Podcast Network, presented by betonline.ag. If you like what you hear, please subscribe, rate, and review wherever you get your podcasts, and follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Believe in Badgers. That's B-L-E-A-V in Badgers. Also, make sure to check out our YouTube page for full videos of our podcast. The show is produced by Matt Perkins and Matt Bernstein with audio editing and mixing by Matt Perkins. Our theme music is by Matt Blaustein. Thanks again for listening and on Wisconsin. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.